Hey everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. You're listening to a segment from my radio show from 95.3 MNC. To get the daily show prep and other exclusive posts sent right to your email, go to my website, theburningtruth.us, and sign up for my free newsletter. Watch the live stream during the radio show every afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time at trovo.live slash CaseyTheHost. Or subscribe for premium content at special.tv. Just search for my name. Enjoy this podcast. Podcast. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. And we have to apologize about the delay. We were hoping to have John Farnham on a little bit earlier in the program, but we had some technical difficulties with our phone, and I just was not going to get John on and only spend two minutes with him. John Farnham is joining us right now. John, how are you doing this afternoon, man? Just fine, bud. Well, first of all, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you making the time let's hope that this conversation doesn't have the same problems as my converse my last conversation with with tommy teach when i had him on the show because apparently teaching people how to survive a mass shooting is really controversial for youtube and they didn't like the video being up there can you believe that well that's not surprising uh <laughs> I, i'm not sure youtube wants anyone to survive but uh, uh yeah. but yeah that's that's not surprising for people who don't know who you are john can you just run through real quickly who you are, your company, your resume, just so people have an understanding of who it is I'm talking to right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, John Farnham. I'm a deputy sheriff here in Park County, Colorado. and uh, But I spent most of my adult life traveling around the world uh, teaching uh, uh, the art and science of defensive uh, shooting. And I've authored a number of books, and uh, I uh, uh, produce a regular uh, newsletter because I feel a lecture coming on. I can't help myself, you know, so I publish stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we do all this, particularly this year, we do a lot of classes. Well, and here's the thing. My wife, Vicki, has, you guys have really kind of, uh, pioneer may not be the right word, but I think that, you know, a lot of people would apply this to you. You guys have really pioneered how to train women, how to properly use firearms in a defensive capacity. Kind of talk about that process. My wife uh, Vicky is uh, she's more famous than I am. She uh, she has written a book on uh, training women and particularly making uh, or helping male instructors to be effective with female students. Uh, I think you've probably heard me say this before, but I don't think the future of the Second Amendment uh, it lies with aging males. Uh, I think we have got to inspire our female colleagues to, uh, uh, you, you know, be operators with us and uh, get interested in shooting and in teaching uh, uh, survival skills. Now, do you have any recommendations on how to get women interested in this? Because obviously, particularly in, in urban areas, you know, women grow up with, oh, guns are bad. I don't want them in the house, that sort of thing. Yeah. They're dangerous. And when a lot of women shoot, oftentimes they don't have that proper instruction and they get scared off, which is, you know, guys <laughs> yeah, laugh they, about uh, putting a real big uh, shotgun in a woman's arms and that sort of thing. But that's, you know, that, that's counter counterintuitive and it's not really effective. Uh, a lot of people listen to the liberal Kool-Aid. I mean, you can't help it. It's, it's all over. But uh, uh, the best uh, thing to do is encourage women to come to a class. And uh, uh, what when when I have when a woman calls me and and wants to attend a class, usually the first thing they ask is, "Will I be the only woman there?" Uh, 
sometimes they're a little nervous about being the only one with a bunch of men. But in most cases, that's not true anymore. In most cases, our classes are uh, pretty well a mixture of both genders, and uh, uh, and it goes uh, it goes very well. We do run all women's classes, uh, and uh, we do that because there are some women who who are not comfortable in a mixed class and, and would rather be there with uh, with just women, and so we're happy to accommodate that also. When women are getting into shooting, because this is a question that I, I get from a lot of guys as well, but particularly women, they're looking at their very first firearm. They don't know where to go, what to get. Um, oftentimes, they're relying on you know the opinions of the man in their life. And you know, what is your recommendation for a new female shooter when it comes to buying a firearm, their first firearm? Well, that's a that's a good question. Probably the best thing they could do is uh, forget all this rubbish you see on TV and uh, get your hands on a number of different guns. Uh, we live in America, and you have a lot of choices, uh, well, at least in some places. Uh, you know, when I teach in Africa, uh, uh, those people are tickled to death they have anything they choose. Uh, in America, we still have choice, and there's uh, uh, lots of different guns, all with strengths and all with weaknesses. And uh, uh, when a woman goes to a gun retailer, the, what should the first thing you try to do is just get her hands on a lot of different guns. Uh, most any choice she makes is probably acceptable, and uh, and then uh, and then she needs to get with a competent instructor and and start her instruction. Uh, there's more to this than just learning how to run a machine. Uh, if you can operate a toaster, you can operate most any gun I know of. Uh, but there's a whole philosophical overlay that has to go with it. Uh, you have to know uh, something about a criminal justice system. Uh, you have to know, uh, you know, what represents your best course of action, uh, how to uh, how to avoid uh, encounters that may be harmful. There's a lot of stuff to know, how to communicate with police, and uh, so we may not learn all this in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna t- it's obviously gonna take some time. Let's let's be honest. Uh, but one of the other things too is you know the caliber of of the the gun that you're gonna get. You know. A lot of people have very strong opinions about that. As oh, a boy. professional instructor, you know, what are your recommendations for new shooters? Are there calibers that should be avoided? Are there calibers that should be sought after more than others, particularly for, <laughs> for new female shooters? You know, they're all fine. Uh, right now, 9mm, what we call 9 by 19 is, is king. Uh, that's what most people end up with, and it represents a very good choice. Uh, there are lesser calibers, uh, like, uh, 380 and, uh, down from there, which are a little less powerful, but still, uh, uh, legitimate choices. And there are more powerful calibers, uh, particularly 40, you know, the 40 Smith and Wesson and the 357 SIG. Uh, these, uh, made quite a debut a number of years ago, but, uh, most police departments who additionally, initially adopted them have now dropped them. Uh, that includes the FBI. Uh, and the reason is they are loud, hard-recoiling, unpleasant guns to shoot. Uh, <laughs> there are some people that relish in that, I suppose. Uh, but uh, most of us, uh, uh, especially beginning shooters, will find it unpleasant. And it's like, it's like eating hot food. It shouldn't hurt to eat. Uh, and it shouldn't hurt to shoot. Uh, and if uh, shooting is so unpleasant and painful, 
uh, that you don't want to do it, then you're not going to do it, which means you're not going to practice. Which means the whole thing has become a mood point. Uh, so I would say 9mm is a good starting point uh, for most people. Uh, uh, that's what I carry. And uh, uh, probably, uh, as I say, at least a good place to start. And what about 22? Because that's always the one that kicks up the most, uh, the most debate. What about, what about 22? For, yeah, particularly for concealed carry. Yeah. You mean a 22 rimfire? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 22s, 25s uh, are on the very, very low end. And uh, I encourage people to get something a little bit more powerful than that. Uh, in my my lectures, I usually advise students that no matter what gun you bring, it's a pathetic pop gun. Uh, there's not much power, and, and no pistol is very powerful. Uh, you give up a lot of that to get the the convenience of carrying. You know, we don't carry pistols because they're effective. We carry them because they're convenient, uh, and uh, and we carry pistols for unexpected threats, like like wearing a seatbelt. Um, the 22 can be effective, but I think, uh, for instance, a 9mm is a good deal more effective, and it really isn't that much more unpleasant to shoot. And so I certainly wouldn't start most people off with a 22 rimfire. Uh, another problem is, of course, uh, the ammunition is relatively cheap because the, uh, the dimensions are not held to the close tolerance as they are for other calibers. And so most 22 caliber pistols are not nearly as reliable as, for instance, a 9mm Glock or M&P or XD or one of the common ones we see in classes. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, uh, the 22 rimfire probably does not represent a very good choice for most people. John, do you have some time to hang through a commercial break and talk about some other things coming through on the uh, the next segment? You bet. I'm here. All right. All right, we're going to come back with John Farnham, and we'll have that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, and covering for Pat Miller on Newstalk 1190, 107.5 FM. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Casey Hendrickson here. John Farnham is joining us. Again, tactical firearms instructor. And I know that a lot of you are not necessarily in this world, but this is, this is a very well-established, highly esteemed firearms instructor. He and his wife, uh, Defense Training International, is their company. I'll link to all of this in the Daily Show prep. So, John, thank you. What is what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making when they come in to take their very first class with you guys? And maybe they've gotten from another instructor, or maybe they just had an idea from Hollywood or what have you. I'd say the uh, uh, one of the biggest mistakes is that uh, people don't really know why they're there. Uh, we have to, I have to in, uh, introduce them to the subject, the whole uh, repertoire, uh, convince them that what they're going to learn is important. Uh, a lot of students want to, you know, uh, they sit down in the classroom and I start the lecture and, uh, you know, so, well, when do we jump out of flaming helicopters and, uh, when do we gun down to charging Mongolians and, uh, all this, uh, stuff. <laughs> Look, there's stuff a lot more important than that that we need to talk about. And before you even get to the range, so I'd say you know unrealistic expectations are uh, uh, one big thing. This is a lifelong pursuit. There's a lot of things to know, and we have to start somewhere. Uh, very little of what we do is glamorous uh, or entertaining, uh, nor fun. It's just work. Uh, it's like any other uh, academic pursuit. You've got to become there to be and be prepared to learn. We only have uh, like. 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't know you're didn't know you're still going. I was gonna say we only have like three minutes, and I, I wanted to maybe touch on some of the some of the gun control legislation you're hearing about. Biden's allegedly right. going to issue an executive order for background checks on ghost guns, which can't be enforced tomorrow. I mean, what What are your thoughts on the direction of the country and how that's happening? Uh, it it's very disturbing. Uh, you know, and Americans are pretty good people, and uh, uh, we got along just fine without all this stuff. Uh, the the stuff there the the types of regulations they're proposing uh of course are uh, mostly unenforceable and uh and they're going to be largely ignored and i think that's exactly what they want they want them to be on they don't want them to be enforced they don't want to be obeyed uh they're going to oppose this stuff uh crime will not get any any better it'll get worse uh and again that's exactly what they want uh you know you have to remember uh, the more crime you have the more government you need uh, they're looking for an excuse to grow the government, and uh, a good way to do it is pass impossible laws and then have everybody ignore them, and uh, and then crime actually gets worse. So I tell people, you know, you should have a good supply of ammunition. Uh, you know, the the deal with that right now, we have a famine with ammunition, and uh, if you don't have a good supply right now, getting one is going to be an issue. And you ha- you need to be armed. You need to be armed and trained. Uh, with pistols, uh, rifles, shotguns, all these, you know, weapons that, uh, uh, can be affected depending on where you live and, and what you do. And, uh, you know, we try our best to be law abiding, but, uh, uh, I, I hear instructors now and then say, well, you have to know the law. Well, actually, that's nonsense. The law is unknowable. The law is so confusingly written that nobody can figure out what it means. Uh, in law enforcement, we can't figure out how they want it enforced. Uh, and I am convinced that's exactly what they want. They, uh, they want people to kinda, be confused and scared. Yeah, and that kind of goes in with defunding police departments and stuff, too. we got less than a minute. John Farnham, it's been an honor talking to you. How can people reach out to you, learn more about you, maybe sign up for some of your classes? Uh, just uh, have them go to our webpage. Uh, it's defense-training.com. Defense-training.com. You, you'll see everything there. You can call me if you want. John Farnham, we appreciate it. Defense Training International. It's been an honor. We'll talk to you another time, man. Thank you so much. You All right, bet. folks. we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I will put this up as a podcast. We'll do the full interview with John. So you can download it, listen to it a little bit later on as well. You can get the podcast at theburningtruth.us. Just go to the podcast section. Thanks for checking out this latest podcast on a segment from my radio show on 95.3 MNC. Don't forget to check out my new website with store at caseyhendrickson.com. And if you want knives or custom Kydex holsters, go to my other website, asdefense.com. We'll catch you next time.